Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Common Man Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe as well as write a review. Now let's get to it. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, I know it's been a little while. Coach Wick got busy with baseball getting started back up in Tennessee. They let him get back to practicing, and uh, I had to get some farming things done. So uh, we've been trying to knock these projections out, but kudos to everybody who's always done projections because this is – it's not a nightmare. It's very eye-opening. It gets your heart out of it and your logical thinking in it, I guess. Uh but man, it takes a long time to do these. It, it does take a long time, but it it's amazing how how many times you think about you hear these other guys talk about not thinking with your heart, thinking with your mind, your head, and 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 let the numbers do the talking. It, it was very eye opening. Yeah, you know, we had several, and we'll talk about them. That for quite a few, we did the numbers and went back and was like, wait a minute, that can't be right, and go back and do the numbers again. Like, yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and get started. What we're going to do, we're going to do the AFC, and we'll go by conferences, and at the end we'll kind of give you some sleepers or people that we think you can get in the mid to late rounds right now. Um, Like I said, we're done with AFC completely. We'll get the NFC knocked out this week for sure now that we got a kind of a method to our madness, uh, how we do these. And then once that's done, we'll uh, got a website that's going to come up and – We'll put those on there for everybody to view, and that's what we'll kind of keep our bits and DFS stuff when season comes along and everything like that. If you hear my ding go off, I'm in a new dynasty league. I'm getting trades after trade requests. So we're going, <laughs> we'll ignore them till after the show. Um, so first, let's get an AFC East. My first thing is the quarterback was the issue. Um, for the Dolphins, just trying to figure out how to split those games. Um, we went back and forth, and, you know, we went to with a 10-6 split, fits to two. Of course, that could certainly change a, a lot. Yes. I mean, it could be the other way around by the time training camp's over. Yeah, you know, these are very fluid, and, and we'll once we get them in – ain't really in stone. Once we get them put down in pencil – or on a spreadsheet, then we can – we'll go in and move some things around. But, you know, that's how we split it. Fitz is going to be the starter, I believe. I don't think that's going to change. He's not terrible. Um, and he has some weapons to throw to, just depending on how they're going or how much they want to move toward the future. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to be – he's going to be really good there, but – as a starter, but he does he does throw to the other team a little bit. Yeah, and they're going to be game script dependent. I say that. Uh, I think they're going to surprise people and win a few games due to they now have a pretty good running game. Um, I think Howard and Breida together is will help them. And, you know, I just – I think they're going to be better than what they think they are, and it just depends on how much they want to get to in and see what's going on. Uh, the other quarterback I kind of want to talk about that's kind of surprising. And the more we did the Patriots stuff, um, 
I just didn't find nobody on the Patriots I really liked to even try to have. Um, I've done a bunch of best ball drafts. And I don't think I got anybody yet from the Patriots. Sam Darnold, no. we had outscoring Jarrett Stidham um, by about 20 – well, 34 fantasy points is what it ended up being for a season, which over 16 games is not but two points a game. But he still outscored him. Uh, and they rushed about the same amount of times as what we have figured out. It's about four difference. But what do you think yeah. about – why do you like Darnold over Stidham? I just think Don. I think Donald has better weapons. He's he's been in he's been in that system. Um, they're going about it the right way with how, how they handle the, the the football. I think Bell's going to have a better year. Obviously, uh, being back in there, they short up their line a little bit more, so Bell's not going to be getting two yards of carry. But he's going to be able to excel there, where Sam Donald's going to be able to play better and we also got to remember he came back from mono so you know our numbers might be a little low on him but he just didn't come from a very good team and i I think he's gonna he's gonna surprise some folks and he's gonna throw he's gonna throw some interceptions but i think he's really gonna surprise us all right and and you mentioned Le'Veon bell and that's really the only running back we're gonna kind of mention afc he's not saying the other ones are not viable but Bell is getting every touch he can handle in the backfield. There's nobody else to share that with. Uh, Gore is there. Bale's getting everything he can handle. That's bottom line, receptions, uh, running. I think we got down, I'm looking right now, 250 catches. Yeah. And, and everybody talks about how Gore's, Gore's good for 100, 150. Gore's also 150 years old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's not going to get that. Now, he might he might get some of Bell's touchdowns at the goal line to give him a rest, but we didn't see him but getting, you know, 90 carries. So, you take 90 carries in 16 games, he's, he's, he's not getting much at all. Yeah, I can't imagine being a running back for the New York Jets at Gore's age and waking up the day after a football game in eight-degree weather and trying to walk. No, not at all. Uh, We'll go to receivers. Just a couple notes. Um, Devontae Parker, of course, that's Coach Witt's guy forever. He's been on him forever. Uh, I think last year was the first year. He's like, screw it, I'm off of him, and then he went off, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) But – we got him as a thousand yard guy this year. And Coach Wick, since that's your guy, you can go in and tell everybody why we got him there. Absolutely. He's just he he's gonna be a seventy to ninety catch guy. We've got him on a low end at seventy catches just because of of their quarterback. You know, we're we're just we weren't sure yet. So we put him on the low end. Man, he just he he's good looking athlete athletic body he's got uh, long arms he's fast uh you can throw it up to him he's gonna his vertical leap is is good he's gonna he's gonna win those 50 50 balls and he's gonna be either one of their security blanket i believe i think he just takes it sometimes it takes receivers a little while to get in the in a good system and and figure out the nfl and last year obviously he did and i've just liked him ever since he came into the league yeah, and you know we talked about the quarterback situation, meaning if Fitzpatrick 
that's where the seventies come in. If Fitzpatrick was going, if we knew he was going to play sixteen games, we'd probably give him ten to fourteen more catches a year. Absolutely. But when Tua comes in, we don't know what that offense is going to look like, and I think Tua is going to try to run a little bit if he can. But you know, you, he's got the injury that he's just coming off of. I don't know how much you want him getting hit real early. That's why we went to ten six split. Right. Um, Julian Edelman. You know, I said I wasn't going to talk much about Patriots, but we have one here. You know, he had 100 catches last year. I think that's right. Um, my note sheet. Yes. Now, I tried to give him close to 100 when we did this. 74 is all I can find. And Yeah, there, there's no more than that there. You know, and, and he's going to be, once we do the NFC, I could see him low wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three is what this is going to end up being. I just don't know anything about their offense, what they're going to do. Um, we hadn't had, had to really worry about it because Brady's been there. You knew what they had. How much di- well, difference we, did Brady make? You know, that's the question we got to look. How much difference did he make last year? I think it's a ton. I think it's a ton, too. And, and we're looking at we, – we've just got the AFC in our, in our wide receiver um, projectables right now, and – he he's just AFC. He's wide receiver nineteen. Yeah, and we know we got four or five guys who's going to be close to that hundred catch. That's going to bump him down. So, and, and yes. when we get to the NFC, um, that that's the kicker. We'll go to the AFC North now. Let's talk about quarterback a little bit for the AFC North. You know, you've got, of course, Lamar Jackson. Big Ben's coming back. Baker Mayfield is there. But I want to talk about Joe Burrow. We did these projections, and I I had never sat and said, man, I love Joe Burrow. He's a great player and all. But what we did, when we did projections, this is one we had to do a couple times. We got him as a 4,000-yard guy. Oh, yeah. He's got – we had to double-take with his two receivers also. I mean, we've got 2,000-yard receivers on that team. Yeah, and – you know, that's – everybody in fantasy football is probably laughing at us, but if A.J. Green plays 16 games, he's going to have 1,000 yards. Now, that's a big deal. Yeah. But I'm not so sure if he could have played a little bit, you know, here recently um, in the last year and just didn't because he was trying to get 100% healthy, maybe waiting for a guy like Burrow to come in. I think he knew what Dalton was and what Dalton had and – uh They've got one of the best running backs in the league, Joe Mixon, who I think Belichick said he is the best in his words. Right. But, you know, we got Burrow throwing it 554 times, which is, if you take our averages, that's pretty much above average from what we figured out as far as what we have right now. Um, I think he's going to come in and sling it. And you can't – you can't just drop – everybody back because Mixon's there. And then if you do that, there, you know, he's very efficient runner. Uh, absolutely. And, and you got to think about they're They're still, they're still a year or two away from being really good. So, you know, they're going to be in some negative game scripts. So he, he's going to throw the ball 35 times, 34, 35 times. Right. And then we go to running backs and this might be what shocks me is how many yards we end up giving Chubb. Everybody talked about Hunt's there, Hunt's back, Hunt's back. Well, he was back a little bit last year, and it didn't really affect Chubb much. 
we've got Chubb at fourteen hundred and forty yards on the year. Uh, yes, Hunt's back, and I, I I know when we were doing this, we kept going back and forth what Hunt was going to do, what Hunt was going to do. Well, you're you know you talked me into adding some receptions to him, so you can talk about what we thought Hunt was going to pull from Chubb for the reception game. Well, we thought Chubb was going to – let's back up to his, his rushing attempts. We thought Hunt was going to take some of those away. And when we first did our numbers, we, we had Hunt with a lot more carries that, than what we ended up coming up with here. And, you know, we, we, we're giving him 96 carries. And at one point I was saying, you know, he's going to get 150 carries. He's going to get 150 carries. But when we – Again, we started crunching the numbers, and we, we took the numbers of when he came back in week eight to the end while he was there and healthy, and he just didn't take that many away from Chubb. Chubb was Chubb was their man. And now with Stepnowski there, he's gonna everything is going to go through the running back. His big thing is going to be the, the play-action pass, which is going to help their quarterback. Baker, that's what Baker needs anyway. And so did their wide receivers. So we couldn't change Chubb's number. We're giving Chubb 288 attempts rushing. And with his average, his average sustained the same last year, even late in the year. I mean, he still uh, could run the ball and, and was significant yards. So we just couldn't give him away. And, and the same thing went for his receptions. And now we're giving Hunt some receptions now because that's his that's his big thing. But we still think Chubb's going to get 28, 35 receptions. Yeah. And 200 yards or so. So he's he's a big time back and I was really concerned about him going so early in our in our FFPC stuff that we've been doing in our early best ball drafts. But once we put the numbers together, the guys where we've been in these FFPC stuff with is is guys in the industry. And they've they've already crunched their numbers, obviously, and and they've been taking them early. Yeah, I mean he's good back. He's a, he's a good RB one on, on any redraft. Yeah, and for sure. I just took him in in the uh, second pick in my dynasty draft. He was my second person I took. I had the seventh pick, and Kamara fell to me on the way through, and I took Chubb on the way back through, and happy with them for a few years. Um, now, we, you talked about a little bit earlier with some of the wide receivers in the AFC North. Um, we talked about the 2,000-yard guys, A.J. Green and uh, Tyler Boyd. Boyd, we got at 77 catches, Green at 81, and both of them going over 1,000, just barely over 1,000. But this could be a month from now, A.J. Green could be at 42 catches for 480, depending on how practice goes, how he's doing. You know, this is – A.J. Green to us is probably best-case scenario, 16 games, 81 catches, 1,053. Um, of course, if something happens, he can't play the first three or four, or, you know, you think he's injury-prone and you don't trust A.J. Green, you better jump all over Tyler Boyd. Right. But how, how we got A.J. Green's numbers now, because we were seeing the same thing, we we kept saying our heart kept saying no way Tyler Boyd's the he's the man and AJ Green is washed up and we go back and look at his numbers two years yeah. ago when he was healthy like he is now and his healthy numbers 
are, are higher. Than right. That. And, you know, we, we looked at those and we dropped them some, and you're still talking about a phenomenal receiver. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, but, you know, that that's the big question mark. Health is a question mark, but you can't – if I could factor that in, I'd be the richest fantasy football player in the world about health. But I, it's something I can't do. And uh, so we'll go now to the AFC South. I know you had a quarterback you wanted to talk about. With the yeah. Jaguars. Yes. Now, I am not a mustache Minshew man. Believe me, I'm not. But when we started putting these numbers together, it it was unbelievable on how his numbers fit him as as a mid quarterback. You know, he's a low one, high two quarterback on your team. And if you if you go mid to late rounds, we're going to talk about mid late round guys here later. But if he's one of those guys that you want to string your quarterbacks and get in the late rounds, he he's the one to do. He's three. We've got Watson. Let's use Watson as an example. We've got Watson as a top four quarterback by, by the time it's all over with, said and done. He's good, bar none going to be a top four guy. He's got weapons galore. He can run the football the whole nine yards. And then you take Minshew, and we put his numbers in there, and the dude does not throw interceptions. No. I mean, very, very accurate. And they're going to be in some negative game script. They've got Fournette that can catch football, and they've got Thompson that can catch football out of the backfield. He's going to be dumping some balls off and chunking the ball. And you look at maybe a three-point difference between what's like 2.8, I think, points a game between Watson and, and Minshew. Now, if we have a chance to grab Watson in the, the the late top rounds, like we're talking about, yeah, I mean you grab them. But if, if you can't get one of those top guys, and you you want to get a running back or a wide receiver, you can. Minshew's going in the fourteenth round, you guys, and, and he's three points difference a game from from the top quarterbacks, and that was with numbers that we had the second and third redo because we just couldn't believe it yeah his interception uh rate percentage that we use was <laughs> you know we we looked at it a couple of times like is that right you know we had to figure that out but it was uh i'd have never guessed it um but if we go to running back in that league i'll throw out one i, I know you've got one you want to talk about but i just want to throw this out so i can go back to another running back let's throw out derrick henry of course, you know, the phenom, the unbelievable rusher. We got him at 293 for 1406 and 14 touchdowns. Great year. 1406, unheard of, you would think, you know. We got Chubb with more yards than him. Now, of course, he's ahead of Chubb because he scores a bunch of touchdowns. But it goes yeah. back. Chubb's got about five less carries, but he gets more yards. So – you know, we studied that for a long time and tried to figure out why Chubb was getting more yards, but it just goes back to the history of Chubb, the, what the Browns are trying to do this year coming in, and uh, I think they're going to be more efficient. I think their scheme for running is going to be a lot different than what they've had in the past, a little bit better blocked, uh, more of an outside zone team, and I think that fits Chubb for what he 
what he's used to doing. Derrick Henry is yes. absolute freak. If he's going to be gone by late first round, if you want him, you better take. Right, that that that's a given, and my my guy in in that is this David Johnson. Man, we're talking. That, that's <laughs> we're talking about David Johnson and AJ Green on a fantasy football. It, it is preseason. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. But he's someone now that I mean, in all my best balls, all my stuff that I've already done, ne- never, never crossed my mind. I kept passing them over, passing them over, and I would take someone else. I I think I took, I think I took Vaughn in in, in one of my leagues before I took David Johnson. And now, after we did these numbers and the the system that he's in, and who's calling the plays there, I mean, we I I seriously think he's still a thousand yard back. I just I just do, and he can catch a football like like a receiver. I mean, he's he's a good wide receiver three, no matter what. I mean, he's going to get forty five receptions. And so you're looking at a thousand yard back and 45 receptions and, and you know, 280, 300 yards right there, two more touchdowns. He's, he's going to score you some points. I mean, we've got him scoring 224 points. And if you can get him when he's going, I mean, he's, you're talking about a former 1.01 pick and not far removed from that is going now in the late fourth round. So, if he's there in the fourth round, I, I highly suggest you take him in the fourth round. I mean, that's where he's – he's not going any lower than that. You need to bite the bullet and take him. He will not – Yeah, and I think you hit that offensive system he's in. He's never stood back there beside Deshaun Watson where a defense has to worry about the quarterback running it. So, that takes another guy basically out of the box for you. And they've got uh, – some speed demons that we'll get into next. Um, when we get to we get to wide receivers, yeah, we got to talk about the Texans because everybody's all over the place. Happen. Um. So what we have for the Texans, and I'll just throw these numbers out here, and we'll kind of go over them. We've got Will Fuller. Will Fuller, seventy-two catches, seven touchdowns, a little over nine hundred yards. Brandon Cook, sixty-four and five. Um, that was the main two, and that could change once we get going. Um, we got Fuller ahead of Cooks right now. And I, Cooks has been an unbelievable receiver for three or four years, very underrated. But the relationship Fuller has with Watson, when they're on the field together, Watson finds him, and it's usually for a deep pass. Uh, they've played together for a while. They know each other. You know, Cooks is coming in kind of new. It's just the fact of if they're going to let that offense open up, let him throw it deep, take some chances because they had the best receiver in football there and basically turned him into a possession-type receiver, which never made sense to me. But um, no. I know we were talking before we got on about the speed they had, if you want to talk about what we were what we were mentioning earlier. Yeah, that. When they when they put the eleven personnel in, they are they don't have a guy slower than four three on the team uh, uh, on the uh, on the field. I mean, you got Cooks, Fuller, 
Johnson all four two, four three, and Fuller right there. Steals and Cobb at four three. I mean, they are. They can flat out fly, and no one's no. talking about that. They're all talking about what they lost, and man, you got Randall Cobb coming over at, over the middle, and you've got these other guys going deep, and you got Steels going deep. I mean, it's we and, and and like you said, we might change this once things get going, but we we talked about Cooks going to a different team every other year. It seems like, and every every year he's a thousand yards. Yeah, and, and you know he come from a team where. He got a thousand yards with two really, really good receivers on the field with him, with Cup and Woods. Yes. And if he got a thousand there, he should get a thousand here. I don't feel confident enough to put that out there yet. No, no, me either. But it, it, I mean, I think his numbers where we've got them because we, you know, we've multiplied and added and subtracted and did our thing so many times. I, I'm, I'm real confident in that. But I mean, you're looking at nine hundred yards, so. We, we've given them 900 yards, so give or take three or four receptions in a, or a breakout one, he, he's right at 1,000. Yeah, and so he, he's he got a good quarterback here that he, he's going to be. Yeah, and if we fine. go to tight end now, uh, we'll talk about my tight end that I want to talk about. And I don't know if you even have one, but we kind of agree on this one that nobody's really talking about is Jack Doyle. Uh, at Indianapolis, we've got him with 56 catches. My thing is, is, is Phillip Rivers. Uh, the last tight end he had broke the tight end record for touchdown. So he's going to find him. He's going to look for him. I'll be. I promise you, Rivers is going to install some plays there that he brings with him for certain situations. Um, he's been there that long. They respect him, but Ebron is gone, who vultured a ton of t- touchdowns from – Jack Doyle the last couple of years, but it ain't you don't have to go that far back to remember when Jack Doyle was like a touchdown king before Ebron got there. Uh, absolutely, you, you're right, right on the money, right there. And, and he's going to be winning doubt, give the ball to Jack. I mean, that's just how how things have been right there. And we, you just said it that we we give him what fifty six yeah. receptions because of their system. Now you take away. Now all we've done is the AFC, but the AFC's got some really good tight ends. But you take away the the, the three at the top, and we got 172 and 84 yard receptions out of those three at the top. That's Waller, Andrews, and Kelsey. Obviously, Kelsey. The rest of them are at 60 and below. That's what you get out of a tight end. So if you can't get those guys early, and you're looking and you're looking for a wide receiver. Or, or another running back that's going to fill up your your starting roster on your team, and you can wait, and you get Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle's going in the 16th, whatever round it's going in. I can't remember what it what it is offhand. I think it's one of our late rounders yeah. anyway that we're going to talk about. But you're looking at a guy that's 56 receptions for 600 yards and five touchdowns. And if you can get 150 points out of a, out of, out of a tight end, you're, you're looking really good right there. Right. And, you know, something else I need to say, too, our projections are based on PPR scoring. Uh, so, you know, if you're half PPR, you have to adjust a little bit from the receptions. But we are we did all PPR because 99% of the leagues we play in are PPR. Um, let's go ahead and knock out this last conference, AFC West. Uh, the quarterback, you know, 
it goes back to the split again. You got Tyrod Taylor and uh, Herbert at the Chargers. We don't really know what's going to happen there. We did an 8-8 split. To be honest, that's probably going to change just a little bit to go 9-7. We went back and forth between 9-7 and 8-8. And here's the reason. The bye is week 10. So, and I can see Herbert coming in and finishing the year out uh, after the bye and Taylor playing up there. Can Taylor make it that long? Can he be efficient enough? That's just something we'll have to see. But that is the split we chose. We split it right down the middle at 8-8. Eight, eight. Yeah. And when we split that, it everybody's wondering about their wide receivers or Eckler, which is going to catch a lot of passes. I mean, we, we split them right down the middle, and both of them are right at 2,000 yards. So they're a 4,000-yard yes. quarterback together. All right, and twenty with, with twenty three touchdowns combined, and you know obviously we we've gone a little high on, on their interceptions. We got fourteen combined now because we've got we've got a rookie that we feel it's going to get nine in his eight games, and that's just because he's going to get fooled every now and then. He's going to throw one. It ain't no big deal. I mean he's really good, and he's going to be a great quarterback if you can get him in the dynasty. Man, that's awesome. But. You know, we just felt like this first year he might throw a couple more little picks there from reading something that he thought was something different. But they're going to get theirs. They've got a good offensive system. And I think Taylor is a really good journeyman quarterback. He's done it before. He did it for Baker Mayfield until he got hurt. And, and you know, I, I think I – think, I don't know. It might be more than 8-8, but right now we're at 8-8 and with a decent quarterback right there if you had both of them. All right. Uh, Running backs. One we're going to talk about is one that kind of surprised us in what we were doing. Um, There's a new number two guy at the Raiders, Um, and it's Lynn Bowden or Bowden, however you want to say it, you know, from Kentucky, was quite there. We did some numbers and – crunch some things, you know, as far as splitting time between him and uh, Rashard. He's just a better ball player. Uh, we've got him at 80, about 80 carries and about 40 receptions, which going to give me, you know, running back three numbers more than likely before it's over with. Um. He's a phenomenal athlete. You know, he played quarterback at Kentucky, and there'll be some games he run 20, 25 times. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs can't carry the load all the time, and so they're going to have to have a little bit of relief, and I think it's going to be him. And and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can, yes. He was actually could play everything. I think they ended up moving him to a receiver, to a quarterback at Kentucky when they had some injuries to their quarterback. Um, some injuries could come in there and play. We go to receiver, and this is probably going to be the statement that I'm fixing to say that everybody's like, you're an idiot, whatever. Um, Because for some reason, Deontay Johnson is being talked about by everybody. Uh, Everybody's all over him. You know, whatever can happen, it's Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Well, in our rankings – we got Sammy Watkins ahead of Deontay Johnson, and I will take Sammy Watkins before him. 
We've got we got Watkins with sixty two yes, catches, Deontay Johnson with sixty three. Uh very close. I'm out they're not they're seven points difference. But when we went through and did this, here's why. Those guys are gonna be really close together. But when I go back and look, do I want Mahomes or Big Ben throwing the football to a receiver I got on my team? Well, I want Mahomes. That's the difference to me. If you're looking at a team and you can't decide between receivers when they're really, really close, go to the quarterback and which one do you like better? And that that's usually the one that makes or breaks it for me to see because if I can get a receiver and Mahomes is throwing him the football, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I am too. And I think um, I think what Deontay Johnson does for me is it helps Juju. I think because he is decent and, and he's going to have to be covered and they're not going to have to be double, triple, whatever they want to do with Juju on that side. And Juju can probably go back and, and catch some stuff out of the slot where he yeah. was really, really good at. And I think it helps Juju more than it helps Deontay Johnson or helps Big Ben or anything like that. But I'm sure, surely I'm taking him a Watkins over yeah. Johnson. Well, we'll go to tight end now and kind of end it on our ALC projection stuff and then give some sleepers real quick, and that'll be it for today. But we only had 2,000-yard receivers at tight end, and they're both in this conference. Uh, of course, Kelsey's at 1290 and Waller's at 1058. We're a little bit higher on Waller than everybody else. Uh Waller had a bad run of touchdown luck and everything there at the end of the season. And I think when they go back and look at that, they're going to realize that he is the real deal and they got to get into football. Um, here's the other thing that shocked me. One more AFC note before we get into sleepers. Or <laughs> we only have one player in the AFC with 100 catches or more. And that's Travis Kelsey. No wide receiver we had with 100 receptions or more. Yeah. Kelsey was the only player to have that. Uh, and that was just kind of shocking to me. So, before we get into sleepers, anything you want to say about the tight ends and the ALC? Yeah. I want to say something about Kelsey just real quick. but Because he's been going in the f- late first round, some mid-first round stuff. And I before we did this, I would just laugh and think, man, can I wish that guy was in all my leagues. But once we did the numbers, and he he is fourth best overall pass catcher, period, between all. I mean, you got Michael Thomas. We're going to have those numbers later on in the week. But he's got 277 points. So he is a wide receiver one So with, with 277 points. We got him with eight touchdowns. And so if worst-case scenario, you can put him in a flex – and, and get you a solid tight end later, like we talked about before. But I always thought that you'd be ch- you're always chasing. If you take a tight end early, you're always chasing points in the second, the third round. If if he comes up to me and 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 I don't have the the running backs that I want or the wide receivers that I want in that first round, and I can zig when everybody else is zagging, I, I'm confident enough now that I can take Kelsey and not be pressing my luck the next couple of rounds thinking I have to try to catch up because I can just bank him as a wide receiver one and, and right. move on. Well, now what we'll do, we'll go into uh, some mid to late round people, and each of us got a player from each position. We'll go through right quick. Some of these we've talked about. 
Um, some we have not. And I'll start with my mid to late round quarterback. You can get this guy in the 15th round of your draft. And I'll be honest, unless it's super flex, I'm not taking a quarterback early unless somebody lets Mahomes or Lamar Jackson drop to the third or fourth round that I'm going to start looking at them. Um, other than that, I'm waiting late. And if I can get this guy in the 15th round, I'm going to be pretty happy as opposed to having to stream a quarterback or getting one of those trying to get somebody in the ninth or 10th round, you know, and just hoping. Uh, but I'll take Joe Burrow in the 15th all day long. Yeah, that, that that's good. Uh, mine's going to shock some folks too, I think. But uh, I, I'd take one in the 15th round too, and it'd be uh, – I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's David Carr. Um, we look back at his numbers. No, I, I do we not. We both don't like But him. I would take him. <laughs> we, I, I do not. I mean, but he's consistently at 4,000 yards in single-digit interceptions. Uh, we have Josh Allen projected pretty high, and that's the guy I've been targeting in all my drafts is Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. He is, I've got a crush on Josh Allen on my teams he makes my teams look really good but the difference if i waited and took him in the 15th is uh 2.8 points a game so if there's a running back or wide receiver tight end that i want that i can make up those three points i'm good i can stream him he's got a bye week six and we've already talked about Minshew. he's bye week seven i could probably both of them are late, late round guys. I could stream both of those. Yeah, you know, that's, and, that's the biggest thing. We'll talk about it once we get closer to draft times as far as giving some tips for our draft. But these early quarterback people, Hugh said it. I mean, there's only 2.8 points a game difference in those quarterbacks. So you're not talking about a big change when, a, when it also changes to I can take like the one I'm going to talk about next. I can get this guy early at running back, or I had to wait to the 10th round and get somebody that's seven points a game difference. That's hard to make up. Um, but the running back I'm going to talk about yes. is Mark Ingram. He's right now in the top early sixth round in 12-man league. And I'll be honest, doing our projections, we've got him where I thought he would be, but he's probably going to end up being higher before it's done. Um He's consistently gets 200, 225 carries. We got him at 202. We got him a thousand yard back. He's on the best rushing offense in the league. He just does it every year. I mean, people, they didn't like him wherever he's been. People don't want to draft him, but he does it year in and year out. I don't think Dobbins takes over for him this year. I think Dobbins cuts into everybody else's time. Um, he's going to get his 200 carries probably a little shade north of that and in the sixth round if i can get a guy that's 200 220 carries i'm i'm ready yeah you you that's a that's a great pick right there i i had three guys that i could have went to but my my big one i think is, is damian williams i mean everybody is is writing him off he uh you can get him in the mid ninth, something like that, and yep. he he carried a team to the Super Bowl, and he's gonna be in there. He's gonna score some points, but I mean, I I can go all day with these guys down here. People, I mean, you got Antonio Gibson from Washington. He's you can pick him up and 
as Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, he's starting to move up now, but he's going to be the guy in Washington. They're, they're claiming he's like McCaffrey, right? And then you got Hunt's going to catch 50 balls. Those are all three guys. I know he said one, and I can't do it when we talk about running backs, but those those guys right there, all those mid guys, you can put in your flex and bye weeks and feel yeah very very good. And uh, Reese, you in case y'all don't know, um, when we go over some seasonal stuff and especially DFS stuff, uh, Coach Wick handles all the running back stuff most of the time, and I do wide receivers or the passing games, and we split the quarterbacks and things like that. Uh, and so that's why he is very knowledgeable on the running backs, and he spends a lot of time on them and. Uh, I try to look at the receivers more. It just helps out. Uh, if you got a buddy that can that you trust to split time with, it cuts your research time. It don't cut it in half. I still do the same amount of research, but I can get a lot more in depth on positions. Uh, we'll go to receivers now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mine is the one I talked about earlier. Sammy Watkins, sixty-two catches, eight hundred one, and six touchdowns, and he's going in the thirteenth round. People around him, you're talking about Edelman, Cook. Uh, who just we have around him, Deontay Johnson, John Brown. I mean, all those people are around. They're going for him. So, if I can steal him in the 13th round, I'm, I'm taking Sammy Watkins. But for the same reason I mentioned earlier, he's on the daggum Kansas City Chiefs. They're throwing the football with the best guy to throw it in the whole league probably in several years. Yeah. I mean – that that's a that's a huge pick right there. I I'm looking at guys like like Fuller. Um, we got Cooks down there. So those those are guys that 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 I'm really hitting. I mean, we are talking about Sammy. I really like Sammy. Sammy Watkins is probably my guy, my mid guy. He's he's going to be 62 catches. You can get him so late. And I mean who. Like you said earlier, who doesn't want to have Patrick yeah. Mahomes throwing you the football? Um, tight end. And I'll so, kind of throw out two just because, and they they both were on the same team at one time. My first one is Jack Doyle. He's going in the 11th round. And that's just – he's going to be a big tight, big touchdown guy, I think. Uh, 50-something catches. My other guy is Eric Ebron, who is at Pittsburgh now. They got to have a tight end guy, and for some reason, LeBron catches touchdowns. And I don't know why, but I don't see Vance McDonald playing a lot unless they're in 12 personnel. And I see when they're in the, we're in the red zone, I see LeBron coming in to play. You know, if you take Juju away, if you take, you know, Deontay Johnson, and I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to end up getting. When you get that close, I can see him catching some long ones, but. Ebron is going to be the guy to get the touchdown. So I'm I'm still trying to get Dole and Ebron. Thank God they're not on the same team anymore where we can use those values. Uh, right on there. My, my people are going to kind of laugh at too probably because we talked about their team kind of funny because we got two quarterbacks there. We don't know what quarterback's going to be in there. And that's uh, – I'm going to go back to Miami and I'm going to take a secchi somewhere in the ninth, 10th round. Um, his numbers, you know, we're, we're looking at him at 60 receptions, 732 yards and five touchdowns. That's solid tight end numbers. Plus, you know, like we talked about earlier, if you, if you went and got Kelsey early and put him in your 
in your flex every week. You got another wide receiver one, and you've got a solid tight end right there from Miami. He's figured it out, and um, he's yeah. So he's got to go. Well, that wraps us up um, for today. We'll get our uh, NFC stuff done this week, and probably shoot another pod out end of the week, first of next week, and then after that, we will uh, get into some more in-depth stuff and looking at draft strategies and things like that, and kind of get the website out and uh, compare our rankings to the ECR on Fantasy Pros, which is the expert consensus rankings and uh, the ADP, and try to own in on some values and get all that taken care of. All right. Thank y'all for listening. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Be sure and follow us on Twitter at Common Man DFS. Until next time.